your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 540 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains on a game day for the Ottawa Senators. The Sens are in Vancouver taking on the Canucks less than 24 hours after a disastrous effort in Seattle. Not great effort for the Ottawa Senators, but a great effort for the Belleville Senators, Ross, as they beat the Laval Rocket 4-1, and Mads, the great Dane Sogard, had an amazing game. We'll get into all that, plus a Sen Central citizen, Kevin Jimena, joins us, a fantastic conversation. We hope you enjoy. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Tuesday, April 19th. And Pilsy, 14 shots on goal. That's not going to cut it any way you slice it. Shout out to all the Sens fans that stayed up for this game. Shout out to our international Sens fans that uh, battled through this one. And this, Ross, this was a game that the Seattle Kraken didn't win this game. The Ottawa Senators lost it. A result, results of... Poor, undisciplined penalties. You can say what you want from the refing, but the penalties were undisciplined by the Sens. And not being able to muster any offense in the third period. I mean, we're, we're talking three shots here in the third period. Like, that's not going to get it done. And the worst part is, sure, the Sens didn't have a lot of offense in this game, but Seattle wasn't running away with it. Like, Anton Forsberg, yet again, made... Um, uh, an amount of amazing saves that kept this team in the game. And as he does every single night for all season, almost he gives this team a chance to win and they just couldn't quite get it done. And it's disappointing. It would have been nice to get uh, two wins up against the crack against the Seattle Kraken to get a perfect two and O franchise record up against them. But that's the way she goes. I will say that is one hell of an arena. Like they've got the windows there, the tunnels that the players walk through to get to the ice. It's uh, it's all pretty cool. We got to go there one day, Ross. Hundred percent. It's on the list right after the Ralph. We're gonna get to a yeah. whole lot more later in the show. I mentioned we have our Send Central Citizen coming up, and right now, Pilsy, I'm going through the year by year game log for the Ottawa Senators, and 14 shots on goal is the fewest that they've had. Since when? Take a guess. I have the answer now. I finally got to it. It's got to be like expansion team, like early 90s. Come on. No, it's not that far. Then it's got to be a part of this rebuild. Was Andreas Englund in the lineup when it happened? No. No, he wasn't. And it was funny. It happened twice in the same year, and they won both of those games. What? (laughs) Yeah. We know that the Sens and Devils always play very yeah. entertaining hockey. No, it was two times, both in the pesky Sens season, the shortened season, 2012-2013. They had a 2-0 shutout win, Pilsy, where they got outshot 33-11. to They had 11 <laughs> shots and they won 2-0. Can you believe that? And then they won wow. in a shootout 3-2. They had 14 shots. I had to go back to April 12, 2013. 
for the last time the Sens had less shots than they had last night. What do you think is to blame for it most? You said undisciplined play, but you can still get shots on goal. The Senators had what, two power plays? You should be able to at least get half as many shots they had the entire game just on those two power plays. Yeah, no kidding. It, it was just there wasn't a lot of like when the Sens got the puck, it seemed like they didn't have purpose with it. Like Seattle was just able to turn pucks over quickly. Like there were so many countless times of the Sens uh, defenders or forwards trying to break out of their own zone in transition. And they're just not able to get through the neutral zone and even attack the offensive zone. Like Chris Drieger had a pretty quiet night other than the two goals that happened, which weren't exactly beauty goals either. He didn't have a whole lot he needed to do. So the, the Seattle Kraken were just able to, we talked about it. They don't have a lot of finishers, but they were able to make good, consistent plays. Like the amount of cross ice passes that were successful for the Kraken was crazy. And a few of their goals were results of nice cross ice passes that Forsberg, he gets there, but he just doesn't quite get a body on it. And it just slipped through him a couple of times, but there's three, four times, Ross, where Forsberg does get over on that cross-ice pass and makes an amazing save, and then even makes the save on the rebound as well. Like, he was working double shift, basically, in this game, and just no help offensively. So I, I just think, I talked about it, the key to victory was to play their game, to play Sens hockey, and DJ Smith said it after in a very brief post, uh, post-game post presser, we didn't play our game. We got away from our game, and we let them have their way with us, and that's not going to cut it, especially up against uh, a team as weak as Seattle. Like they should have been able to bounce back. And I put a bunch of shekels on them at betonline.net thinking, Hey, they're not out of this game. Sure. They're down in the score right now, but they're not out of this. All it takes is like you mentioned, one hot power play, one lucky break and they weren't getting it. Yeah. Really unbelievable game Four two loss. I hadn't mentioned the score yet. And it was a game. The Sens were leading. They scored Two goals in the first three minutes and 15 seconds of the second period. Brady Kachuk got his 28th goal of the season. That was also his 60th point as we're keeping track of these milestones going down the stretch. And then here's a here's a scoring summary that you don't expect to see too often. Nick Holden from Nikita Zaitsev and Parker Kelly put the Senators up 2-1, but it was short-lived. Like Matty Benier scores, and then five minutes later, Victor Raff scores, and it just kind of deteriorated into a debacle, as Ray yes. Ferrero would would put this one. We always love that line. But this was just a poor effort. And these were rescheduled games. Yeah. A team would never play on a Saturday in Ottawa, then travel to Seattle on a Sunday, and then play on the Monday. Tonight might even be worse, man, on the second half of back-to-back. Like, I don't know what Tonight to will expect. be worse. Yeah, especially you're going up against a much better team in the Canucks and – a team with something to prove. Like the Canucks are on a desperate climb to get into that final wildcard spot. And they've been doing a good job of it. We'll get into it more later, but they got a six game win streak. They're only a handful of points uh, out of the picture. So they're going to be playing with playoff intensity here. And the Sens, are, uh, the Canucks are on the second half of a back-to-back as well, but they're at least at home and didn't go cross continental journey over the last couple of days. So it'll be interesting, but one, if we're giving out some positives for this game, Ross, yet again, whoever we talk about, it's so important to lock down key pieces of this franchise, right? Thomas Shabbat locked down, Brady Kachuk locked down, uh, Drake Batherson locked down. You know who the, the next guy is that needs a big contract other than Josh Norris, Ross? The Sens video guy. Once again, he comes up with a clutch, clutch call. And this is something I hadn't seen before. It was 
Yanni Gord is uh, bouncing the puck uh, going into the zone and it bounces up and he double taps it. But the problem is the second tap he gets on it is a high sticking. He touches the puck well over his head, like clearly a high stick, but it was a quick bang, bang deflection. And then Seattle eventually gets the puck in the ozone and scores. They challenged the goal and everyone's like, what are they challenging? There was no goalie interference. It did look like it could have been offside, but it was challenging for a high stick on a puck. And they take a look at it and it's called back. So that would have made it 4-2. It gets negated and it's 3-2. And now you're thinking the Sens are still in this game, but they don't have enough uh, offense to to make it count and to really reward themselves for that great job because Jared or uh, yeah Jared McCann gets the empty netter as well, so it ends up being four two anyways. But I just wanted to give a shout out to the video guy because he's I think there's only one time where he was wrong and that was a brutal one, but he's the success rate is pretty good and that gave the Sens a chance to climb back into this one. Yes, it certainly gave them a chance, but they did not take advantage of the opportunity. You mentioned Anton Forsberg. This could have been nine nine to two if it wasn't for him. How about in the first period? Like, is he setting a franchise record for most windmill glove saves in a single season? That was unbelievable on Jordan Eberle in the first period. Yeah, an amazing save. And he made even more of those. Like he's so quick on his pads. And yeah, like I said, the goals that did get through him, like just slipping through his arm like he's like a millisecond too late sliding over like none of them were like what are you doing Forsberg or like he didn't have a chance or anything like that so uh, I'm just impressed more and more by Forsberg and Ross sneaky good puck handler like he was able a couple times like on the PK like he sat there with the puck behind the net he's looking for an outlet pass doesn't see it screw it you guys can't clear the puck I'll do it and he just fires it up the middle and clears it on the PK. So I've, there's not much more I can say about Anton Forsberg. Like easily, he was the sense that we didn't uh, do the postcast last night. So I'll give him my sense central standout in today's podcast because he was easily the best sense player last night. Yes, and it was not the time of day that avoided the postcast last night. And the streak is over. I was really upset about that um, as we've done a show after each every Sens game since December 1st, but I had some family things going on. So I appreciate everyone for sticking by us and coming back and watching Locked On Senders today. So let's do a Sens Central standout round, which usually we do in the post-catch, which will return tonight after the Vancouver Canucks host the Ottawa Senators. I have a feeling it's going to be a quick round of standouts. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad. I took the low-hanging fruit. I took Forsberg, so... uh... Let's see what you come up with here, Ross. Oh, boy. I almost want to piggyback off of you and say the uh, gold or the video video coach. coach, That would be a decent one. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give a shout out to Dylan Gambrell because I believe he's the first Washington State native to play a game in Seattle. And he went 67% on faceoffs. And he wasn't a complete liability like some others were. Played three three minutes and five seconds on the penalty kill as well. Um, but yeah, mostly just because it's a homecoming for him and there was really no one else to pick. Ross, while we're talking about the penalty kill, some interesting notes to look at here. Take a look at the centerman for the penalty kill. Josh Norris with three minutes shorthanded. Yes. Tim Stutzla with 256 shorthanded. Whoa. So these are the things that DJ Smith is tinkering around with that I like. And I'm not suggesting that he's getting them ready to kill penalties full time next season. Probably not Josh Norris and Tim Stutzla's main duty, but it does give them a sense of appreciation of how tough of a job it is, 
how to work harder in the defensive zone, back checking, make sure you're applying pressure, getting good gaps, all that kind of stuff, focusing in on defensive zone draws on the penalty kill. So, and when you got nothing to lose and uh, you're at this point in the season and you've got barely any centermen available anyways for killing penalties, why not let these young kids get a crack at it? Because it's good, valuable lessons. So get a crack at it with the Kraken. So I thought that was interesting uh, getting to see them out there for the PK and especially at, at that amount of ice time. So I'll, I'll give minor stick taps to DJ Smith for that one. All right. The Senators with three shots in the first period, four in the final frame. They need a better effort tonight. We'll discuss what those keys to victory are after we've got a Send Central citizen, an electric Send Central citizen, a Best. good buddy. Kevin got to meet us, or we got to meet Kevin, I should say, at the home opener, which was fantastic. And now he's a Send Central citizen. Before we get to that, Pills, do you have a word from our friends at Athletic Greens? Bet online today, Ross, and uh, we're inching closer and closer to uh, Pillsy's playoff parlay coming back. I'm making sure I did lose some shekels on last night's game, but I'm keeping some tucked away for the playoffs and a bunch tucked away for Saturday night's game. Let's go. But the place I'm doing it at is betonline.net because, Ross, that's where the game starts. And for these late-night games, rebuilding teams, tank season watch, why not get a little excitement by throwing a couple shekels in on the game? And... If you're looking to get more than hockey bets going, don't worry. BetOnline.net has you covered. Did you watch the Raptors uh, get absolutely destroyed by the 76ers? Yeah, not great, but there's still a chance for them to bounce back, and you can get in on that with the number one sportsbook, the trusted partner of the Locked On Podcast Network with BetOnline.net. They're your number one spot for all your sports betting needs. It's the best spot for sports scores podcast and news this season head to the website today or if you're at the game and you want a live bet you can use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action it's betonline.net where the game starts pillsy i just had athletic greens on my mind because i crushed the ag1 this morning okay now let's get to our send central citizen here's kevin Jimenez. We're now very excited to welcome this week's Send Central Citizen. He's a friend of ours. We got to meet him at the home opener yep. earlier this year and excited for another great weekend of Sends Hockey. It's Kevin Jimena. Welcome to the show, buddy. You can follow him on Twitter at 11BK Jimena. And man, he's looking the part. So this is one you want to watch on YouTube. Yeah. Welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? Uh, it would be better if we had a bit of a better game last night. What would you think of that effort against Seattle? Oh my goodness. It's like, I wanted to just sleep. Like, uh, Mendez, I uh, was asking if people like, what was, what was their energy level last night? Right. And then I, I don't know if you guys saw my tweet. I'm like, Oh, I got like some Filipino nuts and uh sky flakes, but I didn't I only get to finish the sky flakes because the nuts was a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely one of those games where um, you really need to have your snacks ready. You need to have everything ready so that you can stay up through it. So as we do with all our Send Central citizens, Kevin, let's get right into it and uh, tell us the origin story of how you became a Sens fan. Yeah, so I remember being in grade five. I think it's grade five. Yeah, grade five. It was Sedano Chairs last year. How sad, eh? How sad. Anyways, um, I remember just watching, I think it was like in the spring, like around this time, because um, okay. my parents didn't know anything about hockey. I just found on TV this is the days way before YouTube, like you couldn't find <laughs> tutorials on how hockey works. So I just found it. I'm like, what the hell is a power play? What the hell is a penalty? <laughs> I'm like, what's this like two minutes? Then I'm like, then, you know, you just 
get familiar with the game, then you just figure it out on your own. And then we all know what happened the following year because the first year I watched was 0506. Yep. We all know what happened the following year. Yeah. So, so we became a Sens fan almost the, the same time because uh, that's right when Hasek arrived there. So I, I get where you're going from here. Yeah, it's yeah, easy to follow go. the team when, when you got a winner. What was your favorite <laughs> moment from that playoff run after Alfredson scoring the goal? Because that's obviously number one. Ooh. You know what? I just like the way that Ray Emery was. I know there was controversy around him, but like he was so clutch, to be honest yeah. with you, in 06, 07. He was so clutch. Like I think there's a book that I have in the house that has like that they were struggling in the first part of 06, 07, because I don't think I was really that avid yet, but I, okay. I was like a big fan of the team. But it's like, oh, I didn't know that the boys were struggling then. Probably like, you know, like almost like the hamburger run, like probably January onwards, they just kept on winning or had a better record and we all know what happened. So close. So close. Now, I know you got to meet Daniel Alfredson just last week. Was he one of your favorites growing up? Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, I can go a little bit into my story about that. So, I'm actually wearing that jersey today on the back. That's the jersey. It's signed by nice. Alfredson? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I was born on February 11th. My favorite number is 11. And we all know Alfie wore 11. So, it's like predestined all right there, boys. There we go. That's amazing. What was it like meeting him? Uh just to be able to say those exact words to him. And then he was able, like what you guys remember, I got to shake Pierre Dorian's hand the second time I saw him. He also yep. shook my hand, but this time it's the first time. So I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, I'm in heaven. I can die now. <laughs> like even the sense of with the cup, that's good enough. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So Kevin, are you in the Ottawa area? Where are you located? Yeah, pretty much near the CTC, Justin Bell's Corners, like in my handle. You can actually see it in my description there. So on there the radio station, they know me that, because I always text that. So Graham Creech, we all, you guys love Creature. I know you oh, guys yeah. love him. So he says, oh, Kevin, you have to make that your, he's like your infamous name now. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'll just add it to my little description for my name. Why not? Nice. Kevin in Bell's Corner. Uh, how often do you get down to Sens games? I feel like I see you there all the time. Yeah, you're there all the time. You you basically live at the CTC. That's what I thought you were going to say. You had a suite with a bedroom set up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I got like the sense of demand for this year, like where you have a, a flexible thing. So yeah. I also renewed for next year because they already asked him, like, why not? Yeah. And then the odd time, I just win tickets from the radio station. Like, I think it was uh, January, uh, no, sorry, December, the Brady Kachuk hat trick. I was there with my dad where oh, they won nice. 3 nothing. And then since I think I won, I also won from the radio station, like, for the Super Bowl, like, their $100 Gabriel pizza thing. Yep. So I couldn't enter. So, you know, the online thing where Dean and Gord give their tickets through Facebook Live. So yep. I just used my dad's name. He won. So we got to go to the, the Habs game for Hammond <laughs> when Hammond came back home. Nice. That's awesome. Man. So Hammond, you already mentioned the Hamburglar run. Are you a goalie guy? Because you know us. We're a goalie-friendly show. <laughs> you already mentioned Ray Emery as well. Who's your favorite goalie in Sens history? I would have to go with Ra Razor. Yeah. I wish I played goalie. Like, I don't know if you guys seen my tweets. Like, I do. I just started playing floor hockey again like yep. during this uh, spring season. Uh, maybe if someone trains me up, I'm like, I'm a, literally a beginner. Like I'm not avid when it comes to exercise. I'm like, why not just find something that I love to do, which is hockey, right? It's not mm -hmm. on skates because I suck at skating, unfortunately. <laughs> Unless you two can give me lessons, that would be great. <laughs> we can teach you how to get around the crease as, as well as we can, but I don't know about skating up and down the ice. That's a little outside yeah. my comfort zone. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we also know you're a big fan of the, the 67s. You've got to go out to a couple yeah. games and um, you even got to meet Tyler Boucher. What was that like? Oh, that was great. Like, uh, 
great kid. Telling, eh? We have to give a shout out to Brandon Mackey. You know, without that yes, guy, absolutely. like he he told me, he told uh, Tyler, like we message after, like he told that. Oh, he's a big Sands fan. He's like an avid Sands fan, so he really <laughs> wants to meet you. I hope the Leafs Martian is not angry at me because I got to see him first before he did. <laughs> <laughs> he might be. Yeah, you he might he's hear from him. That's for sure. So since you you live so close and you're obviously uh, on top of like giveaways and you get to go to a lot of games and stuff like that, uh, what's been your favorite live moment? Like maybe not, not the, the biggest moment or anything like that, but your personal favorite uh, moment at a game. It can be 67 cents, whatever you like. I've been to a lot of hot trick games this whole season like both 67s and senators i believe for the 67s i believe i got to see thomas johnson's hat trick and i think i was also there for brady stonehouse's hat trick we all know he'll be a great if he gets drafted by the sense that would be great yeah um i was there for norris you know when melnick passed away like the first game that they came back home that was a great game so respectful you know the fans were so class during that game like i remember mendes was saying i hope no one boos i did not hear anyone boo that game despite what people, you know, have ups and downs, differences yep. about him, like nothing. And of course, Brady, like this whole season has been great. We know we're not in the playoffs, but you know, like it amps up the fans. Hopefully uh, more people will start to go in the game, especially next year, or even like the last three games that I think all three of us are going to, right? Like, yeah. I know we're going to, right? <laughs> on, on Saturday for sure. And then we're going to go on Tuesday as well yep. against New Jersey. That's going to be a ton of fun. Tank watch is on, but you know, when you're Big at time. the games, Kevin, Tank watch doesn't matter. You want to see the wins, right? Of course. Yeah, of course you don't want to see them lose. It's so <laughs> depressing when you see them lose. And by the way, for the 28th, I know if you guys seen that contest for the TSN 1200, but not them. It's like the Sens have a contest for right. club bell seats. So I won four tickets for club bell. Oh, my God. Of course you did. <laughs> That's so, awesome. Yeah, so I entered first, and then they like shared the link. Then my mom entered. So there's four of us. So my parents and I and a family friend from church, We'll be going there. So that's and you got it figured out. That is impressive how you're able to hop on all these giveaways and get it done. That's sweet. Yeah, I yeah. love that. So you said that there's great moments this season, but no playoffs. Next year, we need playoffs. What would you do if you're Pierre Dorian to make sure the playoffs happen? Ooh, you know what? Like everyone's talking about Kevin Fiala. Why not? I'm a co-Kevin here. Let's get him. Why yeah. not? Right. And, and hey, your favorite numbers numbers eleven. 11 times two, Kevin Fiala wears 22. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, Good I didn't even that there, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> nice one, nice one. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we need a defenseman as well? I think so, to be honest with you. Like, not against uh, Nikita Zaitsev. Like, we all make sense. Like, the Hammond, uh, the Ham, sorry, the Hammonick trade, right? Like, I remember all of us, I was seeing on Twitter, like, what, what, what are they doing? And then so far, we know the sample size is not big enough, but they look fine right like why not like they could be like the backup third pairing god forbid right yeah they could find another top four defenseman that would be great but unless they want to put Hemenick with sanderson and i hope during the two games that you guys are there that we get to see him oh, I'm, praying, oh, I'm, praying, so. I'm praying up there that there'll be a way even just one game even if it's the game i have to go on the 28th that would be great yeah i agree pills you got one? Yeah, so what? Uh, so we, you talked about uh, Dorian maybe picking up Kevin Fiala, but let's say you're DJ Smith. So let's get a little more uh, present moment. And uh, you watched that game last night. There's a couple uh, things that could happen uh, that might help this team's success. If you're DJ Smith, what are some things you're you're tinkering around with 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 this lineup? Obviously, there's a lot of injuries, so there's only so much you can do. But what's something maybe you've noticed that uh, could be improved on? 
yeah, again, no offense to Chris Tierney. Like, I know he can probably skate faster than all three of us or most yeah. sense fans out there. <laughs> right? We all know that, right? Like, we're yes. so quick to say, oh, he, he sucks. He's so slow. But I would, to be honest, he does, doesn't fit, especially the last two yeah. years, unfortunately. Like, for me, like, I know you guys were saying maybe call up Casty, but I don't know how many calls we have left. That would be yeah. great. Kind of give the guy, like, anyways, like, more than likely, B-Sense will make it to the playoffs. I think, hopefully, I know this yep. whole... Yep. This Looking whole uh, point points percentage, and I know they're ahead of the Toronto Marley, so I have to give. Let's go. We're ahead of the yeah, losing yeah, one yeah. category. <laughs> yeah, so it would be nice to think about Casty for defense. I think there's nothing really much we could do. There's no Shabbat yet, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Like it's just the forwards that I'm concerned about. Like God, Ed, it's okay. It's a free uh, waiver pickup. Like it's fine. Like we don't yep. really need, like you know don't like don't call up all the young guys, but don't like put all the veterans that are not doing as much as you know for development for the team. You know. Yeah, I agree with that, Kevin. Who's your favorite prospect in the system? Do you have a favorite? You know what? I got to have a chat with Crooker. Like, he was autograph uh, doing autographs last night, I believe, before their game. And oh, I nice. told him, if, if there's, like, a shuttle bus or something, or something that the Sens or Ottawa to Belleville just for one day, you know, you go back and forth on the same day or something, I would love to go to the B-Sens game because it's so yeah. expensive to drive now with gas, you know? So, yeah. Crooker, I would say Crooker. He's underrated because he loves yes. my messages to him, like, Oh my goodness, this guy is like so clutch on Instagram. So yeah. if you guys aren't following on Instagram, to all those out there, follow him. He's epic. Yeah, he's awesome. Those yeah. awesome for him. Yeah, we love Kirker. So you mentioned the B sends there. How if if they do make the playoffs, how how far do you see them going? Like how confident are you in this B sense team? Because there's a lot of talent down there, but a lot of young guys that are going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. Uh, and when it comes to playoff time, that could be intense. So, Kevin, how confident are you in the B-Sense if they do make the playoffs? If it's realistically, maybe just win one round. You know what I mean? Like, you can't put too much expectation. Of course, all of us, we all think, oh, Stanley Cup or the AHL Cup or yep. Memorial Cup. But you have to be realistic about your expectations, right? Even just run round, that gives them a lot of experience. It's like, yeah, be well, huge. Is it best out of five for OHL and then for another uh, for AHL, then best out of seven for OHL? You know, you know I flipped it up. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. So I was like, any experience is great experience for the boys, right? Exactly. For, for any of our sense prospects and also for our 67s. That'll be great for everybody. Yeah, I love that. Kevin, oh, final yeah. question for me. This has been fantastic. We've absolutely loved having you on. And uh, and we're excited to see you. We're going to have some uh, some yeah. uh, Coca-Colas, some drinks this weekend together. And, and it's going to be great to see you. And when you and I are in the building together, Kevin, what's the Sens record this year? One and zero, right? One and zero, yeah, right. undefeated, undefeated. That's right. So the emotions are going to be high this weekend mm-hmm. on Saturday. What are you expecting to see against the Montreal Canadiens? Yeah, uh, if we all know, there's going to be. We all going to know there's going to be more Habs fans again. Like it's uh, like what the Leafs game, right? It's not as bad though because it's not blue. The blue yes. just stands yeah. out so much. Like the red jerseys, you know, it kind of looks similar. The blue looks so bad on TV, Kevin. It looks so Terrible. bad. Yeah, you're true. Like it's my favorite oh. color. It's so weird. I love blue. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a fan that loves the red team. So I was like, anyways, yeah. yeah. So I know the fans are gonna boo Stutzla, like the house fans, not the Sans fans, guys. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm not saying Sans. Of course, Sans fans are not gonna boo Stutzla. And then it would be funny if like the Sans fans boo Gallagher, and he's wearing eleven yeah. to how oh, high. Oh, plan on it. <laughs> And I hope there will be the Alfie cheers. I know he may not be there, but I love it when it's like 11-11 and we count down for Alfie. Like I told you, Alfie is like it for us. Like if yeah. he comes back to the organization, like you guys mentioned with the Brady having apparently having lunch with him on Friday. Oh, man, that would be epic. 
They will be like restore relationships with the team. Yes. I'm just yeah. pumped up for Saturday. Like it's going to be an, an epic game on Saturday. Well, we'll see you there, Kevin. We'll see everyone else listening. The Sen Central Citizens, the section is going to be absolutely fantastic. And we're looking forward to seeing you before. Kevin, this was a phenomenal Sen Central Citizen. Thanks so much for joining us. And we'll do it again down the road. No problem, guys. Thank you. Stick taps to Kevin for joining us. Fantastic chat with him. Really enjoyed it and looking forward to seeing him at the Ottawa Senators game this Saturday against the Montreal Canadiens. We have two tickets to give away for that game. Shout out to Rosie Lavert. Shout out. Sens fan in Korea. If you're not already following her, what are you missing out on? Well, a lot of Alfie content. No, not Daniel Albertson. (laughs) It's the stuffed bear making its way through Korea. It's an automatic must-follow account, and she was very generous to donate these two tickets to a Senators fan who went on to the Twitter account and did all the click, 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 boom, you're involved. She sent me the winner, and it is Cam Galbraith. So we we have Cam Galbraith is going to be joining us at the Senators game. You can still get your tickets as well if you want through our link tree, which you can find on our Twitter or Instagram, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram, Send Central on Twitter. It's going to be a fantastic night. And shout out to Cam for winning two tickets to the game. And shout out for Rosie for making it happen. We also have another quick giveaway to do. It's a game day giveaway, so stay tuned. We might have another one here on Locked On Senators. But you know that our good buddy out in Newfoundland, Dylan, is giving away. How many cards has he given away, Pilsy? I can't even keep track. The, this guy, this guy's card collection must be absolutely epic. Yes. At Fighting Stutzla is where you want to go follow him. And Sean, at Sean vfx you are the winner of a craig anderson autographed card stay tuned for many more giveaways where that came from but pilsy the belleville centers let's talk about something put a smile on our face before we get in to tonight's game against the vancouver canucks and man man oh man that was a fun game last night yeah, I got a chance to, to catch that game. Just before we move on, though, I just want to give a quick uh, shout out to Kevin. That was a long time coming for Sense Emphasis yes. and for him. And uh, man, that guy just radiates positivity. And that's what we need here. And that's what we're trying to do on the Locked On Centers podcast. So it was awesome having him on the show. Shout out, Kevin. Yes, and we will get to the Belleville Sands. We will get to Vancouver, but a quick note from our friends at Rock Auto. I drove too fast right past that. I got to <laughs> slow down. But if your car's working good, all good, but if your car's not, you go to Rock Auto. Rock Auto, with ever-increasing makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So, why stand there and watch someone on their computer only choose the brands that their warehouse carries when you have access to the internet as well? So you can go to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket on your mobile device. Save time and money and choose Rock Auto. Why spend 30, 50, even 100 times more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? You can go to Rock Auto. Explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck. That's rockauto.com, all the parts available for your car or truck. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All we ask is that you go to their how did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you so it has amazing selection check 
It has reliably low prices, obviously. They have all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, Pilsy. The Belleville Sens and Mad Sogard. Mad Sogard has only allowed two goals on 72 shots since being sent back down. That is how you demand a playoff spot. And right now, the Belleville Sens are sitting pretty with only four games remaining. Well, Ross, he's not the decent Dane. He's not the good Dane. No. Nope. He's not he's not the all right, Dane. He's the great Dane. And that is for a damn good reason because that was a huge game from Mad Sogard. Laval outshot Belleville 46 to 24. Ross, here's where it gets crazy. 24 third, is better than 14. Yeah, it certainly is. The third period, Laval had 23 shots. Sheesh. That's one less than Belleville had all friggin' game. And Mad Sogard was able to shut the door. That's absolutely incredible. Matthew Wedman, a, a guy that they brought in, he had two goals. And Zach Leslie, he had a goal as well. And Andrew Agazino, the uh, the veteran down there, he had a goal and an assist. He's been good lately for the team. So that was massive for them, Ross, because you know how before I was like, well, Syracuse is probably too far away. The best I think Belleville can do is that fourth spot. Looking like Pilsy's wrong again, shocker, <laughs> because now they're only uh, the Syracuse Crunch have a points percentage of 0.579 and Belleville sitting at a 0.574. So things could get crazy. And if um, Belleville, they're set up, the schedule is set up for them to really climb here because they have three games up against the Marlies, which is the team right below them. And then their only other game is the Syracuse Crunch, which is the team right above them. So they can do a lot of bouncing up, uh, up and down the standings here. And it's very possible that they could be a team that gets a buy and doesn't even have to worry about the play in series. So I'm really hoping they can keep this momentum going up. Uh, they're going to be playing the Toronto Marlies tomorrow night. So that's going to be another big game. It's going to be an enormous game as we're pulling up the standings right now on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to Locked On Senators on YouTube. And you said it right now. They've jumped the Toronto Marlies, but if they lose the next game, it's all for naught. Now, the other part here is the Marlies have six games left. Belleville only has four, although they are both playing the same amount at the end of the day. It's just Marlies, I guess, had more postponed or whatever the case may be. But now, if you're looking just straight up points percentage, Belleville's closer to Syracuse for third than they are to the Marlies at four. So this is going to be an awesome finish yep. and certainly feels better now that the Belleville Sens have, is it four straight wins or three? Four. Four. Four straight wins for the Belleville Senators. And you mentioned the third period shots on goal, Pilsy. The Belleville Senators, yes, they were outshot 23-7. to They won the period 2-0. Yes, one was an empty netter. The other one, shout out to Cedric Paquette. Sends abroad, oh in a sense, getting an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty along with a roughing. And then that's where they put the insurance goal in the back of the net. So that's, a, that's an enormous win. Cannot be understated. Matthew Wedman. Who? Yeah, one-way AHL contract, his 10th and 11th goal in this game. He's Zach been dominating scored. up against uh, Laval, uh, Ross. He, five of his 10 goals are up against Laval. <laughs> well, f- five of 10 or six of 11? Or maybe two six of 11. Oh, yeah. Well, so yes, six of 11. His first yep. one was five of 10. Yes. That's right. awesome. Fantastic. Goal and assist for Andrew Agazino as well. 39 points for him. So it was the veterans getting it done yep. in last night's game. But Matt Sogard stealing the show. With 45 Ooh. saves. I have a feeling that 
his Senators prospect counterpart, Philip Gustafson, is going to be getting the start tonight for the yep. Ottawa Senators. No confirmation yet. DJ Smith will speak to the media in about two hours after we're recording here with the team on the left coast. But what do you need to see from Gus tonight, man? The numbers are not looking good for his NHL season. And I'm glad you, you prefaced NHL because down in Belleville, his numbers are some of his best in, in quite some time. And don't forget, he was a big part of uh, a couple of those wins in this win streak, including a shutout, not a big deal. So this is good for Gus because, like you guys always know, I talk about, he never really gets put in a good position. He's bouncing up and down. So now they send him down to Belleville to get comfortable again. He's comfortable. He's got good momentum going. I wish they would have started him up against the Kraken. I thought it was kind of funny they went for Forsberg in that game instead because now he's getting a much tougher matchup. But that's good. Like we t- like I talked about DJ Smith giving Norris and Stutz the tough matchups on the PK. Give the young guys the challenges. Now, Gus, you got to stop this Vancouver Canucks team that is desperate to get wins to get into that final wildcard spot. So the, the task is up for him. What I want to see, and Ross, we talk about this all the time, is a good first couple minutes from Gus. Because he hasn't played in the NHL in a while. The last time he played in the NHL, not a great stretch for him. So let's see you start off hot, feel good about yourself, and hopefully the Sens offense can muster more than 14 shots uh, up against the Canucks and give him some help there. Obviously, there's no morning skate today, so we're pulling up the lines from last night's game against Seattle. The only change being Philip Gustafson in goal. He has a 3-11-1 record on the season a 378 goals against average and an 886 save percentage now i'm going to run through the lines Pilsy. while i'm doing it i want you to think back to dj smith's post-game presser last night and then tell me if you think there's going to be significant changes to the lineup based on how angry he was at how his team played last night but we expect it to stay the same it would be norris between kachuk and connor brown it would be Tim Stutzlaub between Alex Formanton and Drake Batherson. It would be Dylan Gambrell between Parker Kelly and Austin Watson. And then Chris Tierney between Gaudette and Zach Sinitian. On defense, Branstrom Zub, Delzato Hamanek, Holden Zaitsev, Pilsy. They only have one extra in Victor Mete. So it would be shuffling more than anything. Would you expect DJ Smith to make a move tonight? I mean, if there was other options, yeah, it would be great. But like you said, Ross, like... Victor Mete is the only other option. It's not going to move the needle. And the top six, uh, their Corsi numbers last night were actually not bad. So really, it's just the replacement guys that struggled. And below replacement, yeah, but yeah, exactly. They're the replace. They're the replacement replacement guys, <laughs> and uh, it's not going great. I thought Zach Sinition played okay. Like nothing really that stood out. Uh, Kelly tough when you start the game off with a double minor and they yes. get a power play goal. And the worst part is. They scored with like five seconds left on the first on the minus. first one, yeah. So they got an extra two minutes after, so that was tough. Just just started things off on the wrong foot for the Sens there. There's not much I, I would change here, Ross, just simply because there isn't a lot of options. Uh, and I think this bottom six group is going to have to take a look in the mirror because it's a lot of guys who are playing not just – to be on the Sens next year, but they're fighting for their careers, their next contracts, because you got waiver wire pickups. You got guys that were uh, traded for a seventh round pick. A lot of these guys on expiring deals. So 
they they need to show not just the Sens but everyone else that they can get it done at an NHL level. So it's going to be interesting to see what we uh, what we see tonight. But unfortunately, not much DJ Smith can do here. You just got to hope that Gus has a hot game. Yeah, you really do. And with the stats the way they are, I don't know what my confidence level is. Uh, I yeah. think it's pretty easy locked on tonight for me if I get to go first with Philip Gustafson. What are you going to get out of him? Is it going to be the Gus that impressed the hell out of you enough to let my boy Dax go? Or are you going to get the Gus that you got over the last few starts at the NHL level, which is yeah. just talk about sub-level replacement players. Um, that's kind of what they got out of him most recently. So I'm going to be locked on Philip Gustafson here on the second half of back-to-back. Nice. You, you left mine open for me, and I'm glad because this is a revenge game for Travis Hamanick. Hey! And I think this could be interesting because it, we were we were made uh, very clear that Vancouver was not happy with them. Every single media person in Vancouver said players were overjoyed that he left. He wasn't fitting. Management was stoked to get him out of there. And that kind of gave us a bad uh, first impression. We're like, well, the team he's leaving doesn't doesn't have any good things to say about him. He's got a signing bonus. He's got another year left on his deal. He's an aging veteran. What are we doing here? But it's been good vibes from Travis Hamonick since he's shown up. And he, he was one of the guys that got uh, some undisciplined penalties last night. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how he plays up against his old teammates. And maybe we see even more bite out of the hammer than we have seen recently because He's going to have a little extra oomph to uh, really show these Vancouver Canucks that maybe they made a mistake and they were the ones that treated him wrong. And now he's going to put them on the punishing side of some some body checks. So I'm going to be locked on to Travis Hamnick for this revenge game. I like it. Who do you think he's going to fight? Well, let, let's pull up the Vancouver uh, lines and we can see <laughs> who's available to fight here. All right, <laughs> run through this. So we got Paul Colson with JT Miller and Connor Garland. JT Miller, absolute stud. That's going to be tough defending him. And Jason Dickinson with Pedersen and Besser. So that top six is is pretty decent. They're still missing some big pieces. No Bo Horvat uh, up there. That's a big one for them. This bottom six, Ross, we talked about the bottom six for the Sens struggling. This is a bottom six that they should be able to compete with at least because it's not a great bottom six here. You got Highmore with... Lamico and Lockwood, Drees with Richardson and Patan. So a lot of, not going to lie, I don't know a handful of those guys. So I'm just assuming that the Sens can beat up on them. We'll see how it goes. And then on the defense core here, Ekman Larson with Myers, Quinn Hughes with Luke Shen, Travis Dermott, the other Travis that was moved around at the trade deadline that Vancouver got their hands on with Brad Hunt and then the Canucks had a game yesterday. Thatcher Demko was in it. A crucial win for them up against the Dallas Stars. So we're going to see Yaroslav Halak tonight. What are we thinking about Halak? I mean, this guy used to be a hell of a goalie. Is is he still playing decent? I don't think he's uh, where he's been usually, but he, he hasn't been terrible. 301 goals against 899 save percentage. So right on the wrong side of things there, but... The win-loss record hasn't been great, 4-7-2, and two, so that's not too good. But Thatcher Demko has just taken over that net, and Halak's used to playing more. So I wouldn't put too much stock into that. I think the Sens can get some good opportunities on him. But to go back to who do we who do we think Hamnick's going to fight here? I don't <laughs> – that's a real question, Ross. Um, that's, that's a big, big question tonight, eh? 
I don't, I don't know. Like, is Brad Hunt uh, an uh, enforcer type guy? Like, I don't know. I'm just saying it tongue in cheek. I think he's going to get booed for the fans probably unfairly. Yo, time. Yeah. Ridiculous. The Vancouver Canucks are on a six-game win streak. They've won seven of their last ten games. They're 38, 28, and 10 on the season. Look out, players, if we're doing those quickly. Like, how can you go anywhere but JT Miller? 91 points in 74 games. This guy's among the league leaders in that category. Truly incredible for him. And, uh, you know, he, he played a lot of wing earlier in his career, and all of a sudden, like, he shifted over, especially with Bo Horvat out. This guy needs to be a number one center, and he certainly lived up to that billing. So you mentioned his contract, super reasonable as well. So he's got to be looking out for it. This guy is uh, he's an unbelievable player. So I'm going to be uh, watching him closely tonight. Well, Ross, I'll do the one notch down from Miller then, and that's their second line center in Elias Pettersson because he has been absolutely on fire uh, recently as well. I'm looking at uh, Hockey Reference uh, where you can find out their their points in a certain streak. And in his last 18 games, how about a cool 25 points in 18 games? Like he has been on fire. And in those 18 games, he has four games where he had two goal games. So they've been really relying on Pedersen and uh, he's really helped them out. So I'm going to be looking out for him for sure. So with JT Miller... The first time that they played Ottawa was the first postcast, actually, funny enough. December 1st in Ottawa, JT Miller had a goal and two assists, and the Vancouver Canucks easily handled the Senators 6-2 in that that game. Since then, Pilsy, JT Miller in 51 games has 71 points. Oh, my God. Including 49 assists in 51 games, Pilsy. And out of those assists... Five of them came in a win against Arizona. Not the last game they played, but the one before that. So I'm going to be very closely paying attention to that. And Pedersen, a guy who started slow, he was on the uh, he was on the Brady Kachuk training program where they were both missed training camp this year. Yep. Didn't have a contract. And of late, man, he has been un- incredible. You mentioned the, the stats there. So he's a guy who you absolutely have to know when he's on the ice and it's a late puck drop. So good luck. Send fans stand for this one. Have a nap, have a built bar and, uh, and get fired up for a 10 PM start. We'll chat in the postcast afterwards tonight, but for today we say goodbye for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the locked on senators podcast, your team every day.